Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast episode is sponsored by Empower Online Coaching. Okay, guys, so I'm sure lots of you already know, but I have worked with Emma, who was my coach when I was going through my weight and gain journey. Emma, honestly, when I say it was a game changer, I am not even kidding. Just to have that accountability, support, and educational guidance, it was honestly such a win. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Mills. No, I'm genuinely so proud of you. Honestly, coaching women through their health and fitness journeys is genuinely one of my biggest passions, which is why I set up Empower Online Coaching in the first place. I was just fed up with seeing these cookie cutter plans and one size fits all approaches in the coaching industry. So I really wanted to reinvent the space and create the ultimate personalized health and fitness experience. So Empower Online Coaching is a safe and supportive place for women to get their guidance that they need to reach their health and fitness goals. Whether your goal is to lose body fat, improve your relationship with food, gain weight or build a bum, Emma and her team are your go-to gals. We're basically your in-pocket cheerleader hype girls who will also educate and support you to your end goal. Everything will be housed on the Empower app where you'll get bespoke training programs, nutrition plans, food inspo, educational ebooks and so much more. You can log your progress every week through the check-in feature where you'll receive weekly changes, updates and personalised feedback. And you can communicate with myself and my incredible team through the in-app WhatsApp style chat, day or night. But just remember, we aren't robots and do actually need to sleep. And we have an exclusive discount code for the Real Girls Radio listeners. We've never actually done a discount code before. You know Nope. So this is very exclusive. But if you inquire about online coaching before Christmas, which is 25th December for those of you who don't know, <laughs> and quote, Real Girls Radio, you will receive a huge 20% off your coaching subscription so go to empoweronlinecoaching.com fill out your deets and quote real girls radio for 20 percent off i said real girls radio. <laughs> i can't guarantee that your bum's gonna look as good as me <laughs> but i will give it a good shot <laughs> love that And welcome to Real Girls Radio. I'm Millie. And I'm Emma. And we are both very normal real girls just like you, here to talk about all things health, fitness, and navigating your way through this crazy life. We're your new besties. We want you to feel part of our weekly chats, and we're excited to invite you in to our exclusive girl gang. Grab some snacks and chillax whilst we chat. Woo! (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I think we got it. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome back. 
Welcome back. Sorry I missed you guys last week. Yeah. That was Millie, a bit of- Millie was away and we just, yeah. We just fucked it up there yeah. a bit. <laughs> but we're back and we've got a guest with us. Very special guest, Um, otherwise known as M the Nutritionist on Instagram. Hi everyone. <laughs> so I have been following you literally from day one. I've been like an OG really? follower. Yeah, like since you had like 8,000 followers. Oh my God, no way. And you've just blown up. It's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. It's but bad how it works. Tell us a little bit about like how you started. A little introduction to you, who you are, for yeah. the listeners who don't already follow you. Yeah. So I'm Emily and basically I'm the nutritionist who always promotes the joy of food. Yeah. And my main kind of tagline would be food you want to eat designed by a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And the reason how I kind of got into it in the first place is that I didn't have an easy journey with food from the start. So taking it way back to when I was a kid, food was such an important part of my life, my family, everything revolved around the dinner table. Like my mom um, and my granny, like they're both amazing cooks. My granny had a restaurant and wow. I used to work there. So always exposed to just eating a good food. I've also always been a science geek. So any sort of chemistry, biology, human physiology, all of that stuff, loved it. And I was originally gonna go to university to do um, human physiology. Okay. Um, what actually is that? Uh, basically how the body works. Okay. So understanding, it's, it's not becoming a doctor, but it's essentially just learning all of the basics of the human body. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one day I was at Bee Festival when I was uh, 16 or 17, I can't quite remember. And I got a um, an ASOS scout who came up to me and offered me a test shoot in London. So I did this test shoot and then I um, I got the job. So I was the first in-house model at ASOS. And it, it was wow. amazing, it was awesome. Like I was so young, I was on the website of the, the place <gasps> I used cool. to shop in. And they were amazing and they really took care of me. I had the best time there. Then, they um, thought they were gonna do something really great for me by getting me an agent. So that's the kind of the real world. I hadn't really been exposed to like the real world of the fashion industry yet. So yeah. I got the agent, I was living my best life. I, would, I traveled so much over the summer. I went to Chicago with my mum. Ate all the good eats, of course, yeah. because everywhere I went, I was like, I wanna try this restaurant. I wanna have this food. It never, I never had any guilt over mm. that. So then I came back from Chicago and- How old were you at this point? I was 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. And- still very young. Still super, super young. Um, came back from Chicago and the agency basically were like, oh, well, you've been having a good time, haven't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we can kind of see that you've, you've put on a bit of weight. <gasps> no. And they were like, I think, I think we need to like look at your thighs and, oh, and try no. and like, get back to them, they'll show me pictures of what I used to look like when I was younger. And you know, when you get to that age, like I was growing up as a woman. Yeah, your body changes. Your body changes massively. And yeah. I felt like that change was wrong. And then I've always been someone who is, I want to make people happy. Mm -hmm. And I want to please people, but in a positive way. But all I wanted to do at that point in time was make my management or my agency happy. Mm. I was like, yeah, do you know what? I can do this. I remember, I got the train home, I put on my running trainers and I ran oh. and just start and like start myself basically. So it, when my mum made dinner, I was like, can't eat that. Yeah. And so it was really all triggered from that one comment from your That agent. one conversation yeah. changed my whole life. It's always one thing, isn't it? One thing, just like one switch, yeah. yeah. And suddenly I had this like huge fear of food and 
it was definitely around that time as well where clean eating became really prolific on social yeah. media. So you know where everyone used to be like, make this, this free, uh, gluten-free, wheat-free, refined-free breads. Yeah. And it used to be like going to the shop, yeah. spending 10 quid on different things. And like, it was all these like superfoods super foods and like super, good versus yeah. bad yeah. foods. And just plagued by tiny, tiny, tiny girls who mm. were super tan and gorgeous and literally just ate fruit mm -hmm. and it yeah. and I was unfortunately was caught up in in that and I was very lucky that I saw the most incredible therapist who changed my whole life I did loads of CBT because I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to be I wanted to have my relationship with food that I used to have I wanted that freedom again because every single decision I made there was another voice in my head telling me you shouldn't do that mm. that's going to make you fat you're not gonna be worthy if you do that. So it was breaking out of that cycle of the, the disordered voice yeah. essentially. And once I cracked that, I was like, okay, enough's enough. I left all of the whole industry. Um, it wasn't anything to do with ASOS, they were amazing, but like it was it was time to kind of go um, in that sense. And I was like, it's time to go to uni now. Mm -hmm. And I swapped my course from human physiology to nutrition. Mm -hmm. And the rest is is history. Which we will definitely delve into. Yeah. That like there is so much that I wanna Unpack. get into with you. And like before Millie got here, I there was we were like jumping into the conversation, <laughs> but then I was like, no wait, we'll save for the podcast. Save the podcast. <laughs> um but Who, yeah, we will yeah, you go. we will delve into that. Should we start with yes, we our start flop with and flies? Yeah. Um so welcome back from skiing. Yes, I think you start. Should we start with a fly today? Yeah, I think I think we, we should. start with we flop. Always start, start with a fly. Let's start with the fly. So, and I think you should go first. Cause I always go first, don't I? You do, okay. My fly, oh, my fly is just that I'm having a really great January. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people get into like a January funk and it's a bit like depressing, like after Christmas, but I've just been like planning lots of fun activities. I went to Manchester last week with my friend. So fun. We're in London this weekend because it's my birthday next week. And I've just like been planning lots yeah. of fun things to do. Oh, that's nice. Mm. And what was your flop? My flop, I mean, kind of contradicts that a little bit, but you know, like, a lot of people will go into the new year and be like, new year, new me, um, going to leave all of the things they were struggling with in 2022. I was so like, I was putting so much pressure on myself to just be straight into this like new me, like completely healed, thriving, happy, optimistic. Right. And because of like some situations going on in my life, which have been very stressful and intense, in my private life, mm -hmm. I have not been able to like enter that like healthy, healed girl mm -hmm. era yet. Because I've just had a lot of like anxious days and panic attacks oh, because of things going on. So I'm just trying to like not put too much pressure on myself yeah. to like be this super positive, optimistic person like straight away. Yeah. Well, like we said in our previous podcast episodes, it's it's never, it's always just like, it's. It's not down to like society's timeline, it's down to your yeah. timeline. So I'm just like being kind to myself and like not putting pressure on myself to be mm. like this 180 changed person yeah. straight away. It's not gonna happen overnight. So yeah, my flop is just that I've had a lot of anxious, panicky days. Yeah. But it's fine, we're working for it. It's temporary. Yeah. Temporary. Sorry, I'll get back to you. We will. <laughs> um, your fly? My fly has to be probably like the same as you. Like I 
this time last year, like if if I imagined where I am now, I'm every bit of the person I ever hoped oh, I'd be. Oh, that's lovely. And that's such an amazing feeling yeah. to to becoming the businesswoman, the, yeah. the person, the 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 girlfriend, the friend to everyone. I feel like I'm really just the best version oh, of, of me so at the naughty. moment. It's really really, really beautiful. Love that. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's really nice. Oh. What about your flop? Flop is sleep at the moment. Mm. Re- like I have really bad insomnia and I really have to work on my sleep pattern. And I've been a nightmare with working up until like half 10 at night and then just getting straight into bed and then wondering why I'm not sleeping. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. oh, I'm, yeah. We're, that we're was us. Yeah. yeah. That was me last night, I was up at 1 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Editing my fucking YouTube And it's video. so important yeah. as well. Like not many people appreciate how important no. sleep actually is for your health, for everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tricky one, that one. Um, my flop, oh no, I'm doing my fly. Yeah. So my fly is my skiing holiday. Obviously it was just like the best time ever. And I learned how to ski, I met. You look like, like you're pretty good at it. Do you think? Yeah. Mm, not sure. But maybe you're just showing the best guy. Yeah, I think <laughs> I am. I, I fell twice. I felt like that was pretty good going good. for like five days. Um, and I just met loads of like you guys out there and I just made some new friends. And it was just like, just the best time ever. Aww. You know, when you come back and you're just like looking through all your photos and videos, like just wishing yeah. you were back again. Awesome. So wholesome. Um, and then my flop is, so when I was away, I was triggered by a guy that made me cry. I met him that night. What happened? He made me cry. What? No, it was, it was my shit, it was my stuff. But I just felt rejection and I was just like, and I was like messaging my therapist. Okay, like, details. But it was fine because he didn't reject me. So I saw him the next day. But he's 20 years old. So <laughs> <laughs> I found out so he was 20 years old. Did you like lunge old. in for a kiss or something? And he said no. No. <laughs> no. Um, it was more that um, we had, how, how much detail do I go into here? Hmm. We had planned to, I'd planned to stay at his. Okay. And then towards the end of the night, I saw him with another girl and I was like, that's weird. And then, yeah, that's basically it. Right. And yeah, I just was like, oh, triggered. Hurt you a little bit. Yeah, hurt me a little bit, but it was fine. I woke up the next morning, I was like, Love it, don't need no man. Take care. And now he's like running back and messaging me all the time. I'm like, always happens. Honey. <laughs> Too late. Um, so yeah, that was my flop. But yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good Thank time. You. Yeah, it was lovely. Anyway, should we get into the episode? Yeah, let's get into the episode. <laughs> right, so we when we, ha- when we get a guest on, we like to start with a little icebreaker. Yes, we do. I've got some icebreakers for you. Do you want to go first? Yeah, have you got some as well? I've got oh, one. perfect. Okay. okay. So, which one do I begin with? Let's go for an easy one. What's your favourite song? Oh, my God. That's not easy. That's <laughs> not easy. It's like, so, you know, it has to be something it has to be an album for me I'm okay for some reason fair enough beyonce's oh. live homecoming album the one she did at coachella oh. is the vibe like every single gym session i guarantee Get like i'm at least putting one one mm. section of that on yeah beyonce iconic love beyonce. so good that's a yeah. good answer that's a great answer yeah. I, that would have thrown me if you asked me that it's I a bit of a cheat though saying the whole album but i can't pinpoint one song yeah no i agree to be fair like that my, my favorite song changes all the time yeah, mm. it, it depends on your mood. Like yeah, music, it really on your mood. if I'm ever feeling sad, stick your headphones on and go for a walk and yeah. put on like an album that actually makes you happy. Yeah. will always pick you up. But Instantly. we were saying in the other episode that when people are sad, they want to listen to sad songs. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No. I think it's like, 
expressing yourself. You know, sometimes when yeah. it's better out than in, mm, sometimes true. you just need a good cry. If you're feeling really pent yeah, up and true. emotional, cry it out. And like we said, it's the relatability, the relatability. aspect. Yeah. yeah, it's very true. I'm not the only person who's sad in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you go for the next one. Okay, my question is, what is your favorite product or item you bought within the last year? My air fryer. Um, I remember when I bought it at home, my boyfriend was like, what is that? We do not need any more like equipment Gadget in the device, kitchen, yeah. gadgets. I'm like, just you wait. Now he's obsessed. We but you do it. everything. I do my toast in it. My toast? toast? Yeah. Really? I do all my toast What air fryer do you have? It's it's a, like a number one on Amazon okay. and it's not too expensive as well. It's, it's called Krizori. Um, and it's just perfect. Like it's not too big. It's all black. It's really sleek. Mm. It tucks into the corner. You get that at like, the double draw ninja ones, but they're just massive. They're, they're so bulky. bulky. Yeah. And yeah, I do all my veggies in it. Mm. You can do like potatoes. Have you done sweet it. stuff in it yet? Like muffins? And no, not yet. Okay. No, I need to get the little muffin cases. That's uh, okay. It comes all like that. the accessories that you get. Yeah. So TBC. I need to try that. One more question. What is your favorite recipe to make in the in the air fryer? In the air fryer, I've got to be toasty. They do the best. Toasties. Like, I need to try this. Heaven toasties. Because you know sometimes when you do a toasty press, they go like too thin and too crispy on the outside. They are stunning. Oh my God, I literally had a sandwich yesterday and I was like, if I had a toaster. Whack it in the air fryer. Yeah. Should have done that. Game changer. Okay, next time. Okay, maybe one more? One more. Let's do one more. Oh, I've got quite a few here. Hmm. What did you want to be when you were younger? Um, I wanted to be a teacher, weirdly. Oh. Yeah, and I feel like I'm doing, I'm teaching people yeah. in a way. And Channeling that in another yeah, way. Yeah, in, in a different mm-hmm. way, but I've always wanted to, yeah, help people learn something yeah. about, but it, it used to be about biology or, or, uh, or okay. science, so. Quite a science nerd massive geek like obsessed it all kind of like fits into yeah it it does yeah but i always like to i think the one thing that nutrition sometimes does wrong is that it detaches the human nature from how we eat like we don't just eat nutrients yeah and i think sometimes people can get so obsessed with calories numbers macros they actually lose track of like their identity through food Mm. so if you think about the dishes that your mom used to like cycle on a regular basis in the week like they were just her food and maybe she got those recipes from her grandma and mm-hmm. it's really important that we still think about how my food makes you feel from more of like an emotional yeah. sense not just what nutrition is this yeah, giving me so don't strip the soul true. from it yeah i always say like you've got to fuel your body but you also need to feed the soul yeah that is yeah 100 percent. yeah i was gonna ask you so like obviously now you you know so much about food and so much about nutrition has it helped you with your relationship with food or because you know sometimes naivety is bliss sometimes. Yeah. Like, what what way has it gone with your relationship with food? Like helped me massively. Has it helped? Yeah. yeah. And I think the most important thing is is doing essentially what I just said, like making sure that I keep that very joyful, free mm. mindset. Like I cook with love and also from like a chefy angle as well. I don't just cook as a nutritionist. And yeah. I definitely think that's what puts me in like a unique uh perspective for my social media platform because like I'm I'm am, I am a nutritionist I do help people with eating well eating better feeling good but I also help people become better cooks yeah. at the same time that's so true and I actually think sometimes like becoming a better cook and like putting more love and effort and care into your cooking can actually like 
make you want to eat healthier. 100%. Mm, yeah, they go 100%. hand in hand for sure. But I say eating beautifully um, kind of feeds into um, uh, like feeling beautiful as yeah. well. So mm. if you just take that time to present things nicely, like if you were giving a bowl of food to someone that you love and care about, what would it look like? And then if you look at the bowl of food you give yourself, yeah. What, why would it be any different? Like that's you so should feed true. you the same way that you feed people that you love. Oh, so, true. so true. And it just makes you feel, it's like romanticizing everything. Like yeah. I like yeah. to make my food look so pretty and aesthetic. Yeah, you, you're really good at that. Yeah, because then it, it makes you yeah. enjoy it more. Yeah. I need to be better at that. And yeah. you lob it all on a plate. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just Stop grab any ingredient, <laughs> check it all together and put it in a plate. I remember I remember when I first met my boyfriend, um, he used to be a vegan and he used to just cook like whole packs of vegan sausages and he just used to line them up on a plate <laughs> and be like a dollar per ketchup no. and that was his meal. He's like, Well, I'm getting like forty grams of protein. And you're in like, this. No, no, I, I cannot like, be babe, like that. <laughs> but when he used to cook for me, like the most beautiful vegan risottos, oh, like wow. crispy mushrooms on top. So he had the potential. He is an amazing yeah. cook. He's oh an amazing gosh. cook. Do you think he's learned a lot from you? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like the little, he already he, he was always a really good cook, but we just bounce off each other really well in the kitchen. We can't cook together though. Right. That's but there's the, two chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, just, yeah, don't do it. Arg arguments always happen. So Have did you convert him back from being a vegan? Um... I did, yeah. Well, it started off because um, I had a delivery kitchen at the time and I had the most amazing supplies of things like eggs. Um, so we started off just having kind of eggs from time to time. Um, and we don't eat anything in excess. And we always try and be like really careful of like where we're getting it from mm. and, and being conscious of seasonality and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, he just slowly transitioned to my pattern of eating, which I just think ha happens naturally when yeah. you live with someone and yeah. it's constantly making two separate dinners just wasn't really yeah. the ide ideal situation. So, so. How long had he been vegan for? Two, three years. Mm. But he was very much of a vegan to influence other cultures who need to be influenced by us. So if you think about um, China um, and the kind of whole Asian um, population, the influence that um, Westerners have actually on there. So he was almost making a statement that like if more of us stand for veganism, then it can actually influence more people to reduce their overall oh, see, consumption yeah. of, of meat. Yeah. Um, uh, but he wasn't doing it for um, any other kind of reason reason than that. I, I do feel kind of slightly guilty that I've just like bowled in with <laughs> my cheese and my eggs and <laughs> kind of ruined it all, but um, everything in moderation. Really. Yeah, for Do sure. you have many vegan clients? I do, yeah, so a lot of vegetarian clients. Mm. So you see from my page, like I'm not, I don't do fully vegan recipes, mm. like most of the time just because I cook how I cook and yeah. I know what I know and and it's all about again as I said like healthy balance and moderation yeah. for me but so many vegetarians I work with because you can eat incredible plant predominant based diets and still get everything in that you need it just yeah. needs a little bit more kind of thinking, planning. planning yeah yeah I agree I think that's where I fall that's why I just chuck loads of ingredients in the pan because I'm like are you veggie yeah well I'm pesky yeah so I went through like so I was normal eating, then I went to pesky, then I went to veggie, and then it kind of transitioned into a little bit of a vegan, but now I'm back to pesky. Yeah. So I just thought it was just yeah. too hard. Yeah. And I'm not really a good planner with my food, so I, I just went back to eating fish because it's just a very quick and easy, convenient way of getting some protein in. Yeah. What, was your per what was your reason for? For going yeah. pesky. So I was traveling yeah. when I was 19, and 
I went, I was going to all like the Asian places. Yeah. And I kind of, you just hear stories of like, not wanting to eat meat because people get like food poisoning, whatever. Mm. So I was like, I'm just going to avoid meat. And then I didn't really struggle at all. And then I was in Australia, went to Melbourne and I saw like um, lots of protests, like vegan protests and stuff. And I was just like quite interested by it. So I like looked it up, looked at some, like I came across some documentaries, I was looking at those. And then it kind of like, made me just want to not eat meat at all. Yeah. Then I came back home and I was like, I'm just gonna continue on with this. So it was just a very like slow transition. It wasn't like a straight quick overnight mm. um, sort of thing. But then, yeah, ever since I haven't eaten meat. Yeah. I just feel like I haven't craved it. You you definitely so, can yeah. go off it. Yeah, you hear so many people who- But like, who knows? I never, I never say that I'll never eat meat again. Yeah. Like people ask me, will you ever eat it again? Or like, I never, never say never. Yeah. I think like people just don't need to put themselves- Into in a label. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I actually don't right. eat that much meat anymore, but I'm not a vegan, not a vegetarian. Yeah. Like I just- eat like what I feel like eating you know and that and that's the thing like not everything has to fit into a box yeah and I say like the same way that you eat is the same way that you dress you don't all dress the same yeah, no. so you don't true. have like this is the five categories of outfits that you can wear and you can only wear that one yeah, yeah like you can just do whatever yeah, so good. True. I guess like whilst we're on the topic of like veganism and um like vegetarian and stuff it would be good to kind of like bust some myths mm. on that because a lot of people will kind of correlate being a vegan to being healthier. Healthy, yeah. Low calorie stuff like that. So maybe yeah. you could touch on that from like a nutritionist perspective and how yeah. like putting yourself into that vegan bracket or like gluten free when you're not actually intolerant mm -hmm. to gluten. That, free, I yeah. can't believe that still flies around really. Yeah. So we'll start with the veganism. It's veganism doesn't necessarily mean plant-based and what I have or see a lot of is this ultra processed pattern of veganism. So people yeah. who turn vegan and suddenly eat much more vegan, they basically just turn for all the substitutes. Mm. So it's like, how can I eat the same diet mm. that I was eating before, but just now just loading myself with loads of these synthetic kind of yeah. high ultra, ultra processed ultra foods. Processed. Where the reality is, no, you should be cooking with more legumes and pulses, mm. adding lentils to your sauces, like getting massive diversity and variety of plants, checking into seasonality more, like seeing yeah. if you can go to farmer's markets, which pop up everywhere, if, if that is something that you're conscious with, and to get in a little bit, uh, extra bit of protein, of course, like protein shakes are such a brilliant way. Yeah. There's so many incredible vegan protein-based companies out there nowadays as well. Some of the um, soy, like, I love a bit of corn. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant stuff. It's been around for ages. It's affordable. It's cheap, and and it's just like a. It's a. Like is that corn the corn? Yeah, yeah the yeah. yeah the corn substitute. Absolutely brilliant. You don't need to be having all these like processed, packaged, vegan Burgers. ready meals, yeah. vegan yeah. bacon, like all these things that I just I just personally don't look at that and think yeah. that's a better option than. No. Yeah. And then when it comes to this whole gluten free thing, it's I always say if someone says to me I don't know if I'm intolerant to gluten or not, I'm like. You, you will know. Mm, yeah. If you have a gluten intolerance, you're gonna know about it when you're yeah. eating bread. You're gonna be in so much pain, you're gonna be cramping, you're gonna be bloating, it's, mm. it's, not, it's not gonna be a happy situation. And people just suddenly cutting it out of their diet, you end up almost developing a your, gluten intolerance, a gluten intolerance yeah. because you've done this, like, pers like you've taken upon yourself to take out all these foods yeah. because you think they're the ones to blame because it's very mainstream. Like yeah. gluten and dairy are like just the first two that everyone mm -hmm. seems to jump to. But That's what I did with dairy. I made And you cut it out. It. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I see it's it's so common. Like in, and it's unfortunate because I often say you have to actually think about 
it's your gut responding to the food that you're eating, not necessarily the food triggering your gut most of the time. Right. And why is your gut responding that way? Are you sleeping well? Are yeah. you stressed? Are you getting in enough diversity? Like, are yeah. you having ultra processed foods? And all those things will have an impact in your digestive system and how yeah. you're digesting your food. So rather than just jumping to the gun being like, I have an intolerance, yeah. actually look at inside out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can, it can even be a case of like taking too much or the wrong type of probiotic. So like by actually overcomplicating it and yeah. making it so like technical, yeah. you're just causing yourself more problems. Mm. Keep it simple, keep simple. it simple. Yeah. And, the, and again, the people who actually have like really severe gut issues, you, you know, mm. you just know about yeah. it. So, and like, uh, like a lot of clients will come to me and kind of say like, oh, I want to cut out gluten and dairy because they want to lose weight. And it's just such a silly mindset yeah, to go yeah. into, like if you want to lose body fat, like you do not have to cut out gluten or dairy or go vegan. Um, so it's good to get yourself a nutritionist clear that up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a shame. I can't believe it's still impacting people now. Cause I feel like it, same time that all of that gluten-free bread make it at home and and that whole phase of social media cooking went around i feel like one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast those demons or gluten and dairy have just carried on through and just yeah. haven't really gone. And I and don't know why. The next generations as well. Yeah. And like probably over time, like we're all humans are gonna be buddy intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> we've been e we've been eating bread yeah. and and gluten grains for as long as, as long like our ancestors, everything. Of course, if you eat half a loaf, then yeah. you're probably gonna have stomach yeah. issues because your body can't break it down properly. But yeah, no don't always just jump to the gun and think yeah. I'm intolerant to something. Did you think if it wasn't for your past with your relationship with like food and stuff that you you would be going down the nutrition road or have you always kind of wanted to do that? I'd probably do something in food potentially. Um, uh, I'm not like sure. Like food science? 
creating maybe yeah it's it's really hard to tell because all all i know is what i've done and i am now so it's very hard to kind of like look yeah. in hindsight and think yeah. oh i imagine what i would have been but i've always been obsessed with food and i guess like you said with your childhood and like your family being so like food centered and being such a foodie yeah. like you were always going mm. to be inclined to do something with food yeah always yeah. yeah yeah it's my passion like it's i don't work a day in my life because every single day i do something i love oh which is so i'm that's so best. lucky i feel so yeah. grateful for that that's really good in like during your modeling days did they have food on set and if so was it like low calorie like the typical sort of mm. low calorie foods or was it like well do you know oh, what? It's it, it all depends on obviously who was doing production. Most of the time it would be like gales and they'll get like oh, little pastries and coffee and it'd be really sweet. But I remember at the time, I'd be like, oh, I can't eat those. I used to starve myself yeah. on set. Because, and it used to be like, how little can I eat? And it used to be like an apple, just to like try and Shit. keep me going. But also I had no understanding about proper nutrition yeah. at that time. Yeah. All I thought was I need to eat the lowest calories as possible. Yeah. And I'm going to lose weight. I didn't understand how I was wrecking my hormones. I didn't understand how I wasn't getting enough protein and my muscle mm. was deteriorating. Like I had no idea for those things. And I like my social media to be a platform that if I found me at that point, I would have learned so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I want it to be that open, friendly, fun space yeah. that helps people. And the messages and my community, they are so amazing yeah it's like, so rewarding it's it? so rewarding. they're the best yeah and like and it's so amazing to have a social media platform and a space that can influence people mm, yeah. in such a positive way and like as you guys know it's it's, it's just phenomenal how many people you can reach it's the best feeling it's also phenomenal how many people can relate as well yeah yeah it goes both ways it's like when i first realized how many people were struggling i was like oh gosh i'm not the only one like this mm. is mad so many people who I even knew from school who would like say, God, yeah, I used to struggle a lot. I was like, I never knew. Yeah, I never knew, it was all so secretive and hidden. Yeah. Did you have a lot of like model friends who were kind of doing the same behaviors as you? It's it's difficult to say. I don't think, I don't think anyone who was a model was going out and eating freely. I think mm. everyone was conscious in a way. And the one thing that's really important is that not everyone has an eating disorder mind. Right, so if some yeah. people put themselves on a diet and they're like counting their calories. They're not doing, they don't necessarily have a negative relationship with yeah. food. That's just what they do. They're just a little bit more black and white. And I think the issue is sometimes we can assume our feelings onto everyone else. Mm -hmm. So if someone just says, oh, actually I don't want chips or can I have my salad dressing on the side. A it's person with an eating disorder, they'll be like, oh, that person's yeah. ill, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're just like, oh, actually, no, I just, I had a burger yeah. last night, I'm just trying to be a bit lighter today, so. Or maybe they just don't like chips. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and it's, you have to give people allowance just to like yeah. be themselves and make their own decisions. Yeah. And I think the health and fitness and nutrition industry is so opinionated. Do you find very, everyone has an opinion? Very opinionated. I think it's cause you're being on social media, just you're exposed to everyone's opinion. Yeah. So you're a lot more at risk to, you know, yeah. controversy yeah. or causing. You can never please everyone. Like something yeah. you say or post will trigger yeah. someone out there. Yeah. 100%. And like my my view on food is just my opinion on nutrition. Mm, I'm not yeah. saying You're that not my way is the it. only yeah. way. Mm. I'm just like, if you want to cook my food and feel this and, mm. and I guide my clients in my own personal way, great. Yeah. 
that's what they want and that's why they, that's what they like and that's why they follow me. And you're not, yeah, that's the thing. You're not forcing them to follow you either. No. It's like if there's any negativity, I'm just like, don't follow me then. No, <laughs> please, yeah. Go away. <laughs> do you, I very, very rarely get any hate, hate though. Do, do you get any hate at all? Honestly, rarely. Yeah. Like if I do, it would be about a photo being edited, which is, I take as a compliment because obviously it's not edited. So I'll be like, you know what, you can think that because yeah. I'll, I'll absolutely take that. That's my body. Um, yeah, <laughs> or like, or some people would could say, you know, like an old man or something mm. say, I preferred yeah. you at this, when you were skinnier. But that's literally it. Like I never take it to heart. Yeah. What about you? I don't really get any hate. I did actually the other day about like clothing I wear. Oh. Like that's a bit like the other day. Yeah, I was gonna talk about it in the next podcast. Hmm. So what, did you post that. a picture that made? Yeah, it basically saying that I dress like a slut. Oh, oh nice. But I like I don't really get any hate. Really. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's very we, rare. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually think it's because all of us have a platform which is inspiring to like uh, like help or educate mm -hmm. other people. If we were just posting pictures of ourselves mm. and being quite like superficial or pretentious, then I think we'd probably be getting a bit more backlash. Mm. Yeah. We're not trying to make other people feel bad about no. themselves. Like it's trying to help. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of um social media and being like, you know, posting all the time, do you ever get creative fatigue or like do you ever feel like, you know, you don't know what recipe to make and yeah. you just struggle with that? I can't cook when I'm not happy. So yeah. my best recipes come when I literally wake up in the morning, I'm like, right, I'm gonna go on my walk, listen to a podcast, go mm. to Sano's, I walk into Sainsbury's, I pick up some things, I go home and I just cook. So yeah. everything just comes from my brain. Yeah. And like it's it's actually weirdly like the one talent that I never really realized that I had, it's like, I can write a recipe in my mind. Wow. Which yeah. is really cool. I, like, I've started being able to what? do that. Like in Greek, just randomly and you, and make it up. Yeah, and you can taste it before you've made it. And no. I, I just know how it's gonna taste. Yeah. I wish I could do that. That's a superpower. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. What's your superpower? <laughs> Recipes in my head. No, I love that. Like I, with you as well, when you make all your little like, desserts and stuff. I'm like, how do you know the ratios? I, uh, yeah, like just I made this like Biscoff banana bread the other day and I literally just threw ingredients into a bowl and it came out so good. I was like, wow, amazing. <laughs> Creator. <laughs> Are there any recipes that you've made and you're like, gosh, I can't Yeah, that. what has been like a recipe disaster or something that's gone wrong? Um, or is your superpower just so good? Yeah, it's so perfect. I and mean, I, I don't mess anything up. I <laughs> um, don't know, that's actually a really good question. I'm, I'm trying to think, and there's definitely been something that I've absolutely <laughs> fucked up, but I can't actually remember. So it would only ever be if I've like burnt something. Right. But I keep things, I keep things simple. Like yeah. I don't necessarily do things in a way that's gonna be so complicated that I'm not a baker. Are you not? No, okay. like absolutely not. So well, do you not think the skills like would transfer? They're so different. Really? Asking any chef in the kitchen, oh, wow. you're either a pastry chef or yeah. you're you're a chef who's doing like the main food. Like they, you can't cross them over. Yeah. Yeah. Most really good chefs are crap bakers. That's so funny. Oh, interesting. You're a baker then. Well, I think you're a bit of both. Yeah. Baker chef. Baker, baker chef. chef. Do you think I'll you'd ever it. want to like go into a kitchen and just? Well, when I did, so I, I literally had a full functioning delivery kitchen. Yeah, that I ran. What's that? That's like, incredible. It was it was bonkers. It was a bonkers time in my life. Um, uh, where delivery kitchen. I had a delivery kitchen. So I got approached by some guys who had a delivery kitchen from a totally different company, and they were like, "Look, we've got space. Do you want to launch a, a, a kitchen oh. delivery uh, a kitchen?" I called it the nutritionist table. 
Right. And I made all the food myself. Like wow. I was actually behind, I was in the kitchen doing it, packing it up, giving it to the driver to all go day. off your door. All day. And it was height of pandemic where everything was still closed around two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the hardest thing mm. I have ever, like I respect anyone who has a restaurant or a kitchen or is a cook because trying to find staff, trying to keep things quality, keeping track of, of um, making sure everything's fresh. And I literally used to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to prep. I was also um, doing food prep for Warner Brothers Studios for one of their film sets at the time. So I do all the prep for my private clients, package it up, then do boil 50 eggs at a time and like package all my salads up and everything. That is a skill. It was insane. (laughs) The hardest thing I've ever done, never cried so much in my life. Oh no. And and when it closed, I was like, I will never. Wow. I will never open a restaurant ever again, but best experience ever. Do you know what though? That's probably why you're such a great chef today. I'm Mm. so quick. Yeah. it's the, one, it's the one thing that whenever, if my boyfriend comes home and it's like eight o'clock and he's like, oh, I'm going to cook dinner. I'm like, no, you're not because I'm not eating at 10. No. So I'll literally make something. It'll be done in 15 minutes. It's like, how did you do that? Oh it's like, speed. What's your favorite recipe? Chicken lasagna. Mm. Oh, see, I've not tried it. I've, it I is saw yours. so iconic. Like, it's, it's the one thing. If anyone comes over, it's, I always make it. But does that not take a while? Probably takes like... 35 minutes, 40 mm. minutes to like knock up. Yeah. But the secret is like you put tarragon in the bechamel and it just gives it like the most, like chicken tarragon is match made in heaven. It doesn't taste like liquishy that I think a lot of people right. think it does. And you just use leftover roast chicken meat from your Sunday roast. So I often make it on a Monday because yeah. I'll have a bit of like yeah. leftover chicken meat, shred it all up, cook it all down. It's like a gorgeous rich tomato mm. sauce, nice. lasagna, tarragon, uh, bechamel with loads of parmesan through it as well. And it's, yeah. it's just so good. See, a lot of li- listeners will hear that and be like i can't eat that that's pasta yeah, that's, that's the thing yeah, like people that's... still have this like connotation with like like lasagna or pasta or bread like mm-hmm. with you like off white carbs you cannot eat yeah. that yeah it's it i think it's just with time over maybe. time you've got to tr- you got to learn to trust your body yeah again. that's it and you have to be willing to make yourself vulnerable feel vulnerable and the the, re- the re- reason why why i got out of my eating disorder is because i accepted that vulnerability that's it it's the acceptance for sure when you were with your therapist who put yourself like was it you that put yourself forward i put myself mom? in yeah. Oh, okay yeah that's really i like, found her yeah and my mum used to drive me and sit in the car for like Aww. um every single kind of Wednesday session. Was she really supportive? Yeah. She didn't like, it's really hard coming from a family who, I don't think my mom's ever had any sort of like mental health issues at all. Like everyone's really calm in in my family and they didn't really know how to take it. They were just like, well, why can't you just eat? Mm, Yeah, it's hard to understand. It's it's fine. And it's one of those types that I don't think you'll ever truly understand unless you've gone through it. Yeah, I agree. That's so true. I think that's why my family struggled to like fully grasp onto the, what was going on. What was going on, yeah. Because yeah. they were just have no it's idea. It's so alien, isn't mm. it? Like if you think, well, well why can't you just eat it? Mm. And like, I remember there was like this cheese roll and I was in tears because there was nothing oh else gosh. to eat. And mum was like, I'm like, it's just a little cheese like bath in, yeah. in a whole meal, whole meal roll, like a tiny oh little best. thing. And I was like crying. So I was like, oh, I'm so petrified, I can't oh eat that. Oh gosh. So how long were you actually in the modeling industry for? Probably two years. Okay. okay. Yeah. Would you ever do it again? Never. 
really Absolutely wow never. you're like, so sure on that uh, 100% yeah are you like so glad you got out of it when you did I just my I hate my body and mm. what I look like being my offering yeah I agree and so true. there's nothing more soul destroying than someone telling you that you're not good enough from based on your looks yeah, yeah. and that's such and a that hard stick in your head sticks in your head like and it's hard enough we all have negative self-talk. We all look in the mirror some days and be like, oh God, I hate my skin today. Or like, oh, I'm so bloated today. Mm. And, and we talk ourselves down really often. And mm. it's important that you're your best hype man. Mm. And the people that are around you are your hype men yeah, as well. Sure. So the relationships that you have with your friends, your boyfriends, your family, yeah. everyone, sh everyone yeah. that you bring in should help make yeah. you feel good. Okay. And I always tell everyone like, good health starts from Within. within and how you feel so if you've got that negativity that toxic that person who makes you feel nervous and un underappreciated cut them out mm. before you start eating more broccoli and mm -hmm. greens like yeah. sort your life out mm. as well you know how you said there was that one comment that just completely switched mm. were, were there any comments that you heard from you know that sort of industry that still stick with you Still a little niggle. It in your was head. reactions as well. Like I remember going into some shoots sometimes and the creative director being like, Oh god, we've got Emily today. And, I, and I'd hear it and then they'll be like behind the screen and then I'll be shooting literally like yeah. it. And then the guy would be like, Yeah, fine. <gasps> like get off. What? The set. Why? But it was mean. Like no kind Brutal. of like reward or like it wasn't, praise. No, no, it wasn't it's not a kind nurturing industry. Gosh. Wow. And I And they have their favourites, I can imagine. They had their favourites. I just didn't have thick skin. Like I I I wasn't thick skinned it. enough. I am I'm a sensitive soul. I can imagine that's actually quite like dehumanizing, objectifying. Incredibly like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Incredibly so. But I yeah, as I said, I, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I believe that sometimes life has a really messed up way yeah. of getting you to where you need, you need to, to be. be. And you just have to trust in that process sometimes. Yeah, I've got goosebumps. Oh, are. Yeah. Wow. But I love it and I and I love what I do yeah. and I love my life. That's so like, good. And asked me this X number of years ago, even three years ago, and I'm a totally different person mm. because I can I put imagine myself being a first. great mum. Oh dear, oh god, yeah. I'm one. I'm you want to have kids? I'm one of five, so I come from a massive family. And my mum had three kids under the age of three when I was seven. Three eight. kids under the. Oh my god. Yeah. So my from a very young age, I've been super independent. So I used oh. to like make my family dinners at eight years old. I would chop what? up a whole chili con carne. Oh my god. The vats on the giant pot, <laughs> like little of me, and I I did wash my own school clothes, pack my lunchbox, wow. everything, and it's because wow. I kind of like raise help raise them. Yeah. And so there's twin brothers who uh, love them now. They were hellish. I'm probably gonna watch this and be like, <laughs> but they they know it. They know it as well. And then um, a younger sister as well. Um, they've just turned 21 now and she's 18. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it was, it just it's enough to put me off for a little while. Mm, I, I but I'm still imagine. young. I still got time. Yeah, the, the clock imagine. isn't clock isn't closing yet. Gosh. But weirdly, my my partner I think is much better with kids than I am. Is he? How long have you been together for? Two years now. Oh, so literally probably during the time that you had the whole delivery kitchen thing. Yeah. So, so he's seen you really he's like seen blossom you. Yeah. what you are now. He's been such a huge part of my growth. Yeah. And I literally credit so much of, of my success because he was the one who was like, get behind the camera on Instagram. Oh. Like do your stories, like 
post you like people want to see you so I was just posting pictures of food before like it wasn't ever like personality personality me and yeah he's 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 amazing how did you meet if you don't want me off we were just talking about off air before we came on so we were like let's save it for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um we we met via instagram um a way it was like a mutual connection and because he was vegan at the time he asked me my protein powder recommendation okay classic um uh, <laughs> but do you know what he's he's not a creepo at all he he asked me for a drink um i said no because i had a boyfriend at the time um uh, and he was incredibly respectful and lovely and we just chatted like friends oh. and it just ended up getting to the point where i, I really i felt so in love with him that I had no choice other than to love him. Yeah. And it just crescendoed into a huge change around where I left my old life essentially. Um, uh, probably not in the best way. And in hindsight, of course, I, I wish things could have been a little bit different, but everything's really amicable with, yeah. with my past. And the day I left was the day that I moved in with him instantly. Wow, like, so, like, that's the third time we'd actually met in person, and we've never moved out. Now we live together, have oh our own God, flat. Stop. Yeah, it's like when you know, you know. He would be the person yeah. that I would marry. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. What does he do for work? If he's a marketing strategist, oh. and he's amazing. So he's the best at taking a brand and being like, "This is oh. what you need to do. Like, this is the these are the this is your path." Great for you great for me yeah he's helped me so so much yeah does he work in london he does yeah okay do you live in london oh yeah 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 we live we live together in in our our little flat now which is basically my slash full-time studio yeah with uh all our lamps taking up all the space space. yeah we don't have any lamps we just have studio lights that we i like (gasps) ping up so it'd be like literally the lamps yeah. Yeah. yeah That's like my house. There's just like tripods, ring lights everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like I was just saying, a lot of clients will come to me and would just automatically assume that eating carbohydrates will make them gain body fat. So it's a total myth. And what we know categorically is when we take one person, for example, and they have X amount of calories that they need to maintain their weight, The most important thing is that we hit that calorie target, but also hit protein targets. Mm -hmm. And if we look at studies that compare a keto diet versus a high carb, low fat diet, as long as the protein amount is the same and the calories are the same, there's no difference in fat loss Mm -hmm. between the two. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone who loves fats and and just doesn't really enjoy carbs that much and you wanna do a high fat diet, okay, fine. It's not a problem, you do you. But don't do keto and low carb because you think that carbs are the reason why mm, you are gaining yeah. weight. So it's a it's a total myth. Focus on hitting your protein targets, stay within your calorie limits, track in a way that feels good for you, whether that be learning visually, so you can be a bit more intuitive or tracking through something like my fitness pal. Everyone's different, find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just find a diet that makes you feel full and satisfied yeah. because mm. if you're just gonna be having slices of toast for breakfast and you get to lunch and you're just gonna have like a white cheese baguette and you get to dinner and you're just gonna have like a bowl of tortellini. Like it's it's empty, it's just carb, carb, carb. It's not balanced enough. And all, all you have to do, focus on your protein targets. Yeah. Include lots yeah. of nice veggies and, and color. And just enjoy it. Enjoy it and your, your fats and carbs are yeah. Yeah. flexible. Um, another one, eating at night. Like eating mm. past 6 p.m. for example. Interesting. So, it is a myth, but it can affect your sleep. 
Mm-hmm. And if you eat um, too much kind of carbon fat too close to your bedtime, you'll normally say leave about two hour window um, for your main meal before you actually go to yeah. bed. Because if you your sleep is disturbed, your hunger hormones are actually affected the next day. Mm-hmm. So you will increase your hunger hormone ghrelin. So you'll feel sugar cravings, constantly hungry, constantly snacking the mm-hmm. next day, just from that bad night's sleep from eating too late at night. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the reason why I, I discourage it is because you actually need to think of like the knock-on effects of, right. of what you're eating. But if you're hungry and you're just about to go to bed, something protein focused is yeah. the best option to not impair your metabolism overnight and also mm. your sleep quality overnight. Mm. So nice little yogurt with some some kind of fresh berries yeah. or something mm. in or, yeah. Because that's a good point as well, because you know, um, if you go to bed hungry, that's also going yeah, to exactly. affect your sleep cycle, which will increase your hunger levels the next day too. Yeah. And if you're going to bed, if you're finding that you're getting to bed and you're hungry, eat more dinner. Yeah. Your dinner isn't balanced. Yeah. So just think about your actions throughout yeah. the day and how they're making you feel as well. Mm. It is a knock on effect for sure. Because yeah. I'd always go to bed hungry and I'd be like, gosh, like, why am I doing, why am I hungry? And it's like, well, maybe you're not eating enough of your day, Millie. Yeah. <laughs> Silly things like that. Uh, another one that people get really attached to is eating really small, frequent meals throughout the day to spike their metabolism. Yeah. Or having breakfast like as soon as they wake up to spike their metabolism. You see that one a lot. A or lot. even like intermittent fasting, though, the opposite. Yeah. 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 Maybe we could touch on that first: the small, frequent meals that yeah. boost your metabolism, and then your take and opinions on intermittent fasting. So the metabolism thing comes from something called like the thermic effect of food. Mm-hmm. So whenever we eat we burn like an extra little bit of revs up our metabolism up a little bit. It's very natural. And it's actually very insignificant it's too. It's so insignificant. of your total daily calories. Exactly. Day. Like if- So it's not much. It's not something that I would rely on yeah. or do if you don't enjoy it. If you if you feel better for doing it, as I said, like go ahead, you do you, mm-hmm. but it's not a magic bullet. Mm-hmm. And then intermittent fasting? Uh, so the only studies have only really shown benefits for early window intermittent fasting, which is so socially um, kind of inert because you'd start eating at seven o'clock in the morning and you'd finish at like two or three. So it can actually have benefits for um, blood sugar control and diabetics. So they've done these studies in, in kind of diabetic patients. Um, but then what are you going to do? Your friend asks you out for dinner. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. fit my fasting yeah. kind of thing. So it's just it's not very flexible. But there have been like blood markers that have shown improvement mm. from doing that. For the general public, if they just try and condense all of their food into a shorter window, it's only a means of a calorie deficit. Mm. It's yeah. just another way of of controlling your food intake. It's mm. not again a magic bullet. That's yeah, that's important to note because it like so many people get attached to it as a secret fat loss method. Mm, yeah. And like I remember even I used to think I used to do intermittent fasting so religiously yeah. and I used to think like if I ate one minute over the fasting window, it would ruin it. Ruin all. everything, yeah. But it is exactly that, just a way to make your calorie deficit easier to hit because you're putting your calories into a smaller time mm, frame of yeah. food. But it's not anything magical. There's so many like, other ways. Yeah. Mm. But nothing's magical. Like, yeah. Like, there's no, if someone turns around to me like, what's the perfect diet? It's like, it does not exist. Yeah. The perfect diet is the one that makes you I'm feel happy. full, you happy yeah. and, and nourished and balanced. It's your lifestyle. Exactly. Like all of yeah. that. I think with like all the, you know, fat loss sort of techniques and things, it's like a lot of them has come from people who have been advised like athletes and mm. stuff like and the whole general public don't fit into that athlete 
bracket. Bracket. Yeah. So it's like we we overgeneralize so much yeah. when it actually is like all these things have come from very specific niches, like athletes or like I don't know people with diabetics or yeah. you know, people like that. Mm. It's really hard to not generalize. Isn't I know. It? And I say to my clients like they'll come with me this list of questions after I give them plan for, and turn around to them like, "Are you an Olympian?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like. <laughs> No. It's like, you're a bodybuilder. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, unless you're these high performance athletes where your 0.2 seconds on your split time actually is going to yeah. make the difference yeah. between you getting that gold or silver, then babes don't worry. Yeah, I agree. Love that. Love that. Thanks for clearing that off. I think that'll be super helpful and reassuring to so many people. Yeah, today. I agree. We love a myth bust. We, we do, do love the we myth do. bust. Right, should we finish with our quote? Should the quote. <sighs> Emma, have you got a quote? I do, oh. and I know, I feel like I've just spoken about my boyfriend. I must feel really in love with him at the moment because it's been the whole podcast, but this is actually his quote. Oh, lovely. He came up with it. Um, and it's, vulnerability is the condition of all meaningful growth. Oh, yes. So lovely. That is very true. I agree. So in order to grow, you have yes. to put yourself I in vulnerability. I so agree with that. Yeah. I really agree with that. that you go, Em. Um, mine is... If outside validation is your only source of nourishment, you will be hungry for the rest of your life. Ooh. Spicy. That, that is a great one. That hit the heart that Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah. Is that Pinterest? Because, yeah, it was mm. Pinterest. But I saw it and I just, I had to pin really, that one. Yeah, that's a really good one. My one is quite a short one. It says, destroy what destroys you. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Jesus. Destroy what destroys <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> So much. Maybe, maybe not physically. <laughs> Stay away from I'm let, destroy that boy who fucking triggered me. Kill him off. Set some boundaries here. No shame. No weapons, guys. Okay. <laughs> you are your only weapon. Disclosure. Yeah. That's oh great my closure. god. Would you want to um, love yourself a little bit? Say where people can yeah, find you. Yeah, where people find you. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, obviously, at M the Nutritionist. Um, I do loads of recipe reels and kind of food that you can cook at home, make yeah. balance of breakfast, prep, lunches, dinner, whatever. They are incredible. They're super tasty. I always pride myself on them tasting good as well, but they're also going to make you feel lighter, brighter, and well-balanced. Lighter, brighter, and well-balanced. Love that. What a lovely little... Well, thank you so, so much for coming yes, on. It's thank been you for so lovely me. to like get to know you more on your journey, and I think... Like People I said, the it. listeners will absolutely love this episode. Yeah. So thank you. Maybe. Thank Hi. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next week. Well, baby, I'll never go that far because I know better than that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.